I knew I didn't want to be a career actor because it's like it's one in a million shot. I didn't have connections to Hollywood. I didn't have super wealthy parents. Like, you know, you got to think of a career first. Even without Hollywood connections and super wealthy parents, J.R. Timothy, the resident funny man at Chamber Media, has carved out an incredible niche for himself in the video production industry. This season, JR is helping us explore video for marketing, specifically the hilarious advertising he helps to create at Chamber Media. I am thrilled to have JR as today's guest on Video Production Daily. You know, one of the things I'm a huge fan of JR is all of your cameos and some of the most viral advertising on the internet. And uh, I'm excited that, you know, we get to go through this process together and kind of take a deep dive into you as a creator. And so everybody, welcome JR and welcome to season three of Video Production Daily. This is going to be awesome. So let's dive into it, JR. We're, we're kind of kicking off this first week talking to folks about their career and how it is that they got into video production. Video production is one of those coveted industries that everybody thinks that they want to be in, right? It's going to be nothing but fun. Of course, when you get in, you find out it's a little bit different, but still, it's a terrific place to be. There is a lot of fun, and it is a wonderful thing to aspire to. So, JR, I'd like to kick it off to just hear a little bit about you and your career and how you got to where you are now. How did I get to where I am now? It's, those are always great questions. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, just to point out when you said like uh, video industry, I think everyone really does like have a really specific idea of what they think it's like to have a career making videos. I think everyone always like pictures like, oh yeah, it's like you, you're making movies, it's a lot of like narrative based stuff, but like that's just like, it's like one branch of the video industry and it's actually like a really closed off branch that doesn't like really connect to a lot of different things. Uh, I, I think a lot of people think that. So that's what I learned when I first started out. Um, when I was, uh, the way that got me started in the video industry is I was super funny in high school and, well, I'm still funny, but I'm an actor <laughs> and that was, that was where I first started out. I started out acting and building, uh, my career that way, I guess. Uh, I was a comedian, so I did a lot of improv stuff. I did some stand up. uh, but uh, when I went to school up at college, it's like I knew I didn't want to be a career actor because it's like it's one in a million shot. I didn't have connections to Hollywood. I didn't have super wealthy parents. Like, you know, you got to think of a career first. Uh, so I went to school for communications because I wanted to do video stuff. And that kind of was in the same vein. Uh, but my first step into getting into video was just kind of. Uh, just experimenting with my DSLR camera. Uh, I did a movie with a guy named Dallin Need in college, and that was kind of like my first real exposure to seeing like what was going on behind the scenes with cameras and everything. And I wrote my own feature film, and I attempted to make that, and it did not work. It was so much harder than I actually thought, because it was only me. <laughs> Only me, I wrote like 110 pages of a script. There were multiple locations. It was outdoors. A lot of it took place at night. It was all like the faux pas of what you don't do when you make your first indie film. <laughs> don't, don't do that stuff. Um, but as I was uh, making 
the first movie, that was when I started to like learn about cameras and that was my first step is that I was learning about cameras, I was learning how they worked, I was how they functioned and then as I was acting I was seeing those functions translate to when I was on set. And as I was on set, most of the time I was a background extra and I did a lot of network connecting. Um, you know, I just, I talked to everyone on set, I talked to the PAs, most of the other people in the crew, those are pretty far beyond the extras contact, but, uh, you know, in the Utah film community out here, everyone's pretty open with everything, everyone kind of knows each other, it's a growing film industry, no one's like out of each other's leagues yet, uh, so everyone's still kind of connected. Uh, but as I was learning my camera and learning my craft and how the camera worked, uh, I was doing the acting at the same time, and I was making a bunch of connections. And my first, like, real cool connection I made was in 2015 when I made a commercial with Chamber Media. Uh, I was, I got casted as the third nipple guy. Um, I, I, uh, I auditioned for the spokesperson part, and at the time it was uh, Travis Chambers, Stefan Van de Graaff, and a guy named Daryl Eves, who's like a YouTube consultant. Uh, Travis and Stefan are now are the founder and president of Chamber Media, and when I auditioned for them, they thought I was super funny, I had a good attitude, and I'm like, hey, I'd, you know, I'd love to do whatever I can to make your guys' stuff funny, because that was what they did. They made funny commercials, stuff like based off Squatty Potty that everyone knows about, but now like we've kind of created our own viral library of videos. So when I auditioned for him, I'm like, hey, uh, I'll do anything for you, like, let's make you third nipple guy. And just so everyone is kind of like understanding like what what's third nipple guy and stuff, the product was called Hide My Ass. We called it HMA because faster and people in Utah don't like to say ass. Uh, but Hide My Ass, it's a private VPN network, so whenever you're like browsing online in public Wi-Fi spaces, it protects your private information. Uh, Chamber Media, they use a lot of metaphors to sell products, and the metaphor for this was uh, your private information getting exposed. So everyone who wasn't using HMA, uh, they had clothes rigged with magnets and fishing poles, and on cue, whenever the spokesperson said their lines, the person would rip the fishing pole away and the clothes would just fly off. And it looked super cool. It looks pretty cool uh, for it being like completely practical effects. Like, it's awesome. Uh, except for the hairy chest guy. They had hair grow back in for that because <laughs> VFX. <laughs> yeah, you can't get a guy to grow hair on command like that. Uh, so that was like my first real connection that I made with them and when I was on set this is like the most important part for me uh, that like really like set my trajectory into where I was going was my attitude when I was on set you know like I know I'm super funny I I and like I say it because I don't have a big ego but like when I'm on set and I'm like friendly with people like you make connections and if you have a good attitude and like you're a team player and you work around with people and like you have a kind of collaborative spirit kind of thing because everyone's excited to work in the video industry especially something like uh, the HMA product or project that we did because you know it's fun everyone wants to like you know put their own thumbprint on it and get their own idea uh, but if you go in there with an attitude like I'm just gonna do what I'm gonna do and you know it, it's gonna be great 
you know, that's that's when you get caught up and you don't make the connections and the impressions that you should. So I was on set. I had a good attitude. You know, I wanted to work more with these guys. I'm like, guys, this is awesome. Let me know if you need any other short, fat guy to make your stuff funny. And, like, I put it like that because I know exactly what kind of parts I could cast it for. I'm not, like, uh, the handsome romantic lead of stuff. I know I'm the goofy sidekick. Uh... So knowing where you want to go in the industry, knowing where you fit, whether it's in front of the camera or behind the camera, that's super helpful for your video production stuff. Uh, and for me, like I ended up becoming kind of a jack of all trades. I was learning everything and putting my fingers at everything. So uh, that uh, uh, PC times, I I was learning a lot about everything at the time. <laughs> and as I was doing that, it just culminated into. Uh, me getting on another set, just being like, hey, need a, need a caveman? They're like, yeah, you can be the caveman. And I got cast as Glug Glug in a mattress commercial that we'll never speak of again. <laughs> and then uh, mattress commercial because they, they sat on the video for like a year and a half. And, and it was so funny because we made this mattress commercial. They were the first ones to really make the mattress commercial. Like, Purple had just barely started putting their video ad out. And they sat on it for like a year and a half, like a finished commercial, commercial that was completely finished. The company sat on it for a year and a half. And in that year and a half, like 90 mattress companies came out. And that video just like, it just became white noise when they could have been one of the like industry leaders, but no, no, they sat on it. So that's why we don't speak of that commercial again. Uh, I feel I feel like I'm kind of going off on a tangent, <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I'm still explaining like the video production. But like I talked my way onto that set, I talked my way on to another set as a yogi, and I just made like a little cameo. And I was in that commercial. It was Piper Y, which is a deodorant thing, uh, with JP Sears. He was in it, so I got to meet JP Sears, which was pretty cool. I was one of the people who's just like swiping away at the deodorant. Um, but when there were parts that I didn't fit in their commercial, uh, because they liked me so much, because I made friends with them, they still wanted me on set. And they knew that I knew camera work. They knew I knew audio stuff and how to make things look good. So they brought me on as a PA, which, you know, being a PA, like, it's, it's really a lot of grunt work. But I was such a specialized PA that they could trust me with a lot of different things. So it was more like... Uh, a PA that could help the grips out, uh, really like anyone, and they would let me help anywhere because they knew I knew it. Because the whole time I was going on set and stuff, I was watching people and I was still making my own stuff and experimenting with my own camera and learning the craft. And then that eventually, in 2018, led to me working full-time for them instead of just being a freelance contractor. Hey, this is fantastic, JR. Thank you so much for giving us an introduction to your career. Now. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about what you're doing right now at Chamber Media so that folks know the the buffet of learning that we have on the other side as we continue throughout this season and we jump into other topics. Interrupting your regularly scheduled program to bring you a commercial here to say content is king. And let's say hypothetically JR and I had some technical difficulties. He should still be able to complete his thought, even if I had to take a Zoom recording backup video feed to make it happen. Back to you, Jr. I first started out, uh, you know, I, you know, I, I said I'm funny. I'm a funny guy, 
So I was uh, doing a lot of writing stuff because they figured at Chamber Media, well, we make funny commercials and have a funny guy write stuff. And when I was first writing, oh, it was it was not great commercial writing. It was super funny. It was great, but it did not have the commercial effect to it. So after a couple years of perfecting that and learning how to write commercials, you know, they have me on now as like the head writer over at Chamber Media. So I write a ton of their commercials now. I've finally ironed out. I know what it's like to write a commercial instead of a stand-up set. Uh, so uh, a lot of the times, like 50% of the time, I'll write for Chamber Media in the commercials. But because I'm like this multifaceted tool for them, uh, you know, I'll produce commercials. I'll act in them still. Uh, I'll find locations. I'll location scout. I'll do BTS videos for them behind the scenes. If I got to jump on grip or audio or something like that, I can do that for them as well. Uh, so I'm, it's really weird because they brought me on as a writer. So, but even now, like it doesn't really encompass my complete job title that I have with them, which is fun because we're at Chamber Media every day is a different day for me. Uh, it's actually a different day for a lot of people too. I feel like Stefan and uh, I feel like Stefan and Travis are the only ones that like kind of do the same thing every single day, but they're they're the founders and president so there's there's stuff super fun all the time too so as you can see jr does a little bit of everything he's been all over the place and he's had a really interesting fabulous career and uh and the other thing is you know jr's still on the upward swing of that and obviously with someone as multi-talented as jr there's a thousand places we could go this season to really explore the depths of video production and that's exactly what we plan to do. JR, I want to thank you for joining us this week. So join us next week when we talk a little bit more to JR about his career and some of the things that you can really do to impact your audience and maximize your investment in video production. Thanks so much for joining me on another episode of Video Production Day. Today's episode is sponsored by mastersofengagement.com. What do you know? It's my brand sponsoring today's episode. No, but I'd be thrilled if you jumped over to mastersofengagement.com. I know as a video producer, my career changed immensely once I understood engagement strategy. If your career overlaps with video as a videographer, if you're working at an agency, if you're working in advertising, if you're in-house, if you're a content marketer, really, if you are a video expert within your organization, you need to understand video strategy, how to engage people with single videos and how videos laid across an entire organizational strategy can have an impact on businesses and business results, and really how you can sell ideas using video. So again, if your career overlaps with video, check out mastersofengagement.com and you can find in-person workshops, online workshops, ways to collaborate with peers across the globe in deep digital learning experiences that will certainly change your career. Thank you so much for joining me. We'll see you on the next one.